welcome to Daily Reflections with Canon Philip Gray. May the Lord be on my lips and in all our hearts. Amen. In recent weeks, my neighbours and I have been greatly delighted by the presence of a pair of robins who set up home in our shared courtyard. They were very friendly to us, of course, and always appeared when any of us were gardening, on the lookout for any tiny creatures our activities might have turned up. I was amused to see one of them dancing up and down along a neighbour's windowsill, apparently trying to see in. One day I collided with a flying robin as I turned a corner. Nest building involved a lot of activity, but seemed to be undertaken in a rather meditative manner, as one or other of them tended to perch for a long time with a twig or a piece of fluff in its beak before taking it to the nest site. Then there were all the comings and goings with food for the nestlings. We'd been hoping we might see the fledglings set off, but we missed the moment. I came across one scuttling furtively along the side of the garden path and made sure I kept my dog well out of its way. But after that, all went silent and we saw no sign of any of the robins again. About a week later, a gardener discovered the body of the fledgling in a watering can. It must have gone looking for water and been unable to get out. Since then we've kept a bird bath at ground level in the hope that the parents might start a second brood. When Jesus refers to sparrows being sold two for a farthing, he's citing the cheapest living creature that was bought for food. In Luke's version of this saying, he tells us that sparrows were on an offer of buy four, get one free. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God? And while the fall of a sparrow suggests its death, there's a strong possibility that the word so translated may actually refer to the sparrows alighting on the ground. The commonest action of the least of creatures is significant to God. Jesus warns his disciples and all who follow him and seek to make him known to the world that if they do this faithfully, they must expect to be as unpopular with some people as he has been. The warning of dissensions within families sounds harsh. But we know that for the early church and in situations where Christianity is persecuted, such divisions were and are often consequent upon some family members becoming Christians. Jesus does not deliberately cause family strife, but there will come times when people will have to choose among competing priorities. In fact, he's quoting from the prophet Micah, who spoke of the dissension which occurs 
when God is doing a new thing and those who are comfortable with the old ways are disturbed. For the son dishonoureth the father, the daughter riseth up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. Many of the earlier Christians were under pressure to deny Christ, quite literally. They could save their lives by recanting and sacrificing to the emperor. But for most of us, the temptation to deny him will come in less obvious ways. In telling his disciples not to be afraid of those who kill, kill the body, Jesus adds that the one they should fear is him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Some commentators think that he is referring to God, but this interpretation sits oddly with his repeated injunctions not to be afraid, and his assurances of God's tender concern for the smallest detail of our lives. It seems more likely that Jesus is speaking of the demonic powers that subtly use and distort the behaviour even of those who believe they are acting from the highest motives. The religious authorities who opposed Jesus believed they were doing God's will. And at his arrest, almost all of his disciples intended to be faithful, yet fled. Peter might have thought that by remaining near to Jesus unrecognised, he could be of help to him later. There are all sorts of ways in which we may be tempted to deny him. So how can we avoid falling into such temptations? Willpower and determination aren't enough. We need to live closely with Jesus, day by day, so that, through the filter of our own individual personalities and aided by the Holy Spirit, we gradually grow like him. It is enough for the disciple to be as the teacher. Our tender concern for the birds gives a glimpse of God's care for us and helps to awaken our reciprocal, reciprocal trust in him. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Daily Reflection Podcast. If you would like to listen to more episodes, they will be available on your usual podcast platform. Alternatively, all the podcasts and live streams, uh, services and reflections can be found on the St. Margaret's Ilkley website, stmargaretsilkley.org.